We are back, a Black Actors Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8, Choosing the Right Monologue. So I am super excited to get into this episode because we have a surprise <laughs> from Tish. Because <laughs> Tish opened up her big old mouth. Tish opened up her big old mouth. <laughs> so if you did not hear on the previous episode, uh, at the very end, we talked about getting to this episode, uh, Choosing the Right Monologue. And Tish actually wants to perform a monologue for you guys today. And I am super excited because I love cheering my friend on and I love seeing her <laughs> in action. She sent me all her self-tape auditions and I'd be like critiquing them and she always does good. <laughs> and look, I, I said, I was like, girl, I don't think I did good. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but we, we're, we're, our, we're our biggest critic, so. <laughs> all the time. And I remember sending her one and she was like, were you thinking about the lines? <laughs> <laughs> she trying to call me mean, y'all. <laughs> No, because I really was. No. That's the thing. But, like, I really was. So she can, like, spot stuff out. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm being my head a lot. I'm being completely vulnerable with you guys. Like, acting is not easy, um, no. especially when you're you're trying to just give it your all. You know, a lot of times you can be in your head because you're mm-hmm. just critiquing yourself the whole time. So completely normal. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So if you did not catch the previous episode... I am Tequila. I am a commercial actor based out of Georgia. And I am Tish. I'm a theatrical actor based out of wherever the money resides. Exactly. And so like Tish said, she's a uh, theatrical actor, which equals to being dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so, dramatic in real life too. Right, <laughs> in real life. So like, there you go. <laughs> so um, getting into choosing the right monologue, I'll go ahead and tell you guys uh, this is more Tisha's speed. Um, I do not do well with monologues. Completely uh, a transparent moment for you guys. I do not do well with monologues. Um, whenever I'm, you know, applying the casting calls, if I see they're requiring a monologue, I honestly just keep on scrolling because I just, I don't think I do well with them. It doesn't feel genuine to me when I'm performing them. And so I stay away from them. But I know it's a different story for Tish. <laughs> not, not really. Well, I'm not going to say me and monologues were the best of friends. But I do feel more comfortable because I feel like, I guess I feel like that's all I have at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have demo reels or anything. Um, my actor's access has monologues that I actually did during the pandemic. And I just uploaded them onto my actor's access because I literally have nothing else to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. And, and I guess that's where we defer it because Tish has a lot of monologues under her belt and I have, you know, I have a demo reel. I have a commercial reel and a demo reel. So, you know, that's what I try to use when I'm applying the casting calls. Like if they say, hey, we need your demo reel. I'm like, okay, I got you. But if they say they want a monologue, yeah, no, I'm not applying because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do great with those. And I've tried, guys. I've tried to do, you know, dramatic monologues because... I absolutely love Angela Bassett. That is my favorite actress of all time. Yes. Yes. So like any monologue that I try to do, it would be something of hers. Like the Wedding to Exhale or the American Horror Story monologue. You know, she's got so many, but it's like whenever I look look back on those, like I look at the performance of them when I try to do it, it's kind of (laughs) embarrassing. You know what? I think that's just you being in your head. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just you being in your head. Cause um, I was on set this past week, and I was talking to the, the director, and we kind of 
were talking about getting in our heads and I was telling him um, I don't like doing self tapes because I feel like I get in my head too much and what I may think is not good he may think is amazing right that's true always been like that it's always been where you know we are critiquing ourselves on a much bigger scale than what the other people (laughs) whose opinions might matter are doing you know so I'm guilty of that myself (laughs) (laughs) so uh, choosing the right monologue of course you guys know you know monologues are not a one-size-fit-all there are different monologues out here for that reason some people do good with dramatic monologues. Some people do Me. good. <laughs> That's all I can do, y'all. I can't do anything else. Some people do good with like comedic monologues. Mm-hmm. So like I will tell you, when I first started acting four years ago, I did uh, try my hand at a comedic monologue. And I did really well with that monologue only because it was more like a conversation. It wasn't like a performance. So okay. the mono- so like the monologue was a girl telling a story to her friend. She was basically talking to like her girlfriend about a terrible date she went on. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious because it was like a blind date and the guy ended up being like old and she didn't know that. So <laughs> the monologue was about that, but it was like conversational like. Okay. It, was, it was hilarious. And you know, when I first started acting, I did use that monologue a lot and people enjoyed it whenever I would apply with it they enjoyed it but that type of monologue can't get me in the door of like other opportunities you know you have to be able to change it up so some people do good with comedic monologues you have your classical monologues now the classical monologues uh absolutely not for me I was just like I've never done I've never done a classical um I actually seen a couple of stuff like a lot actually this past month that Mm -hmm. needed like classical type monologues and I forgot one had used a term and I can't think of the term but I actually had to google it because I'm like what does that mean but it was basically like a uh, like a Shakespeare type yes. situation. I'm like, oh, yes. no, I can't do that. Yes. So <laughs> classical classical monologues are, are, you know, Shakespearean, ancient Greek type mm-hmm. uh, monologues. And obviously those are written in old English. Yeah. So you Romeo, have to be able to... Oh, Romeo, well, Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have to know how to uh, articulate mm-hmm. that type of uh, thing. And I've done, you know, Shakespearean plays, but I've never had to do a, a you know a classical monologue to, to obtain one this was theater this was community theater so you know it's they're a lot more lenient um and things they just want to mm-hmm. see you act but you know on a bigger scale they may want to hear you do a classical monologue which i would imagine is very challenging <laughs> yes so I, I i'm like i'm not even gonna go down that road right i'm not <laughs> I'm even stick gonna with what i know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. absolutely not Right. And then you have your contemporary monologues. You know, your contemporary monologues, um, you know, those would be like dating back to like the 20th century and then fast forwarding to like now. So like modern and going back, you know, those type of monologues. Um, I've tried. I've just I don't think I'm the best at monologues, but Tish is and Tish is going to do a monologue today. And I'm super excited. (laughs) So I actually changed my mind at the last minute Mm -hmm. only because um, we were talking about this earlier. And then I kind of I kind of was like, you know what? I want to do that one instead. But Mm -hmm. usually uh, so I have this monologue 
and it's the Fresh Prince monologue. So this scene is very, very famous. And when I do it, it's I, I kind of put myself under a lot of pressure because mm-hmm. when I don't know if you know the scene, it's the scene in Fresh Prince where his dad leaves him. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and so everybody knows that scene. And so I have to kill it when I do that scene. But what I did was I switched it up and did it from a female point of view. Mm. So maybe one day you guys can hear it. But right now, I want to be a thug. So one of the monologues that I never use, this is just in my back pocket, but it's so much fun to do, um, is from Juice. Tupac, my best friend loves Tupac. Oh my God. So I actually learned this monologue because of her. I'm like, let me surprise her. It was a 10-day monologue challenge. And I said, let me surprise her and do this monologue for her. So I sent it to her. She was like, oh, is that Tupac? I'm like, yes, girl, I'm a thug today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, Teach Pac. <laughs> yes, drum roll. But you know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now, you're right. I am crazy. But you know what else? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about still. I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never going to be shit. And you less of a man than me. So as soon as I decide you ain't going to be shit, so be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Because I'm the one you need to be worried about. Partner. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I loved it. I loved it. And you see how easy she was able to, like, switch into that? That is just like the beauty of being able to just, you know, get into a role like super quick like that. You know, sometimes uh, for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to mentally prepare. I need to wake up, no, no movement in the house, no, <laughs> no sounds. Don't nobody even talk to me because I got to perform today. But Tisha's like able to just get into that mode instantly. It's so crazy because this morning, like I said, I was doing the Fresh Prince monologue. Y'all, I was practicing since last night, going over and over. <laughs> I'm in the shower doing it over and over. I'm like, I can't mess up. You can't mess up, teeth. And look, last minute I decided to do Tupac. So. Right. It was on your heart so you had to do it. <laughs> but I feel like the Tupac one is not as strong for me. It's just a really fun one that I like to do. Yeah. I really don't think I can ever go into somebody's <laughs> audition room and do that monologue. Right. They're going to be like, what? What's going on? She's got a chip on her shoulder. Right. <laughs> but you know, I always, I always, so I have like a list of, I guess it's a bucket list of roles I want to play. Um, and one of which is like a real thug character, like, yeah, you're messing <laughs> with me. I want, I want to do like a character like that. <laughs> but like in real life, y'all, I'm, nobody's scared of me. I'm tiny. I'm five foot two. And even my siblings, they laugh at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have fooled me during that monologue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so examples of monologues, guys, like a monologue is really any, you can pull up, you can make anything a monologue. As long anything. As it, yes. As long as it is a single character speaking, for more than I would say, what, 30 seconds to a minute? It's a right, monologue. Yeah. So it's like, 
yeah, do it. You know, some people go on, you know, certain platforms to find a monologue to do. But I really think when you're choosing a monologue, you have to go with what feels natural to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to give the best performance just off of that. Like Teach said, she she likes to play a thug. When it, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay, she likes that. She, she you know, she mm-hmm. likes that. So she's going to give her best performance just based on that. And so... You know, if you try to choose a monologue where it's not something that you're really interested in or you don't really know about it, it's going to come off in your performance. And they're going to see that while you're performing. And especially if you're uncomfortable with it. I know with me, well, I don't don't know if it's portrayed like on my face. I feel like my face gives it away that I'm really (laughs) uncomfortable doing it. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of messes it up altogether for me. So I really Mm -hmm. try to stick with the dramatic. One day I'll try um, comedic again, but... Yeah, dramatic is for me because I, it, it, otherwise it's very uncomfortable for me and I feel like I'm just going to blow my chances altogether. Yeah. And you know what? That makes me think. So, because I'm just trying, I'm just in my head right now and I'm just trying to think why I could never hone into doing monologues as good. <laughs> and I honestly think it's because of the number of commercials that I've done. Like, you know, when you do a commercial... They give you, you know, they give you like a, it's like script reading, but you're looking directly in the camera. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, you know, repetitive. And I do really well with those, but in terms of doing a monologue, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't. Maybe you just have to get comfortable doing it. If you just like maybe set aside some time and just keep going at it. Because like you said, you're probably just so familiar with commercials that the unfamiliar scares you. Yeah, you know, because commercials, you know, ultimately when you're doing a commercial, you're selling something. No matter what Mm -hmm. type of commercial it is, you're selling something. Whether it's, you know, intentional or unintentional, you're selling something. And so, you know, I think that that feels natural to me. But with monologues, I don't know. But ultimately, they seem the same when you think about it. I was just going to say, so if when you say commercials, you're selling something, think of a monologue like you're selling yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll help. I don't know. I'm gonna give do it a try. And I'm dying to do a commercial. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like when I get the scripts for commercials, I don't do a good job. Like even I do in real life, I do merchandising. So even like selling stuff in real life, I'm just so awkward and and I don't know. It's just I'm like, uh, hi. Um, what you like? <laughs> Yes, a commercial is just so uncomfortable for me. Really? It's yeah, just, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Like I can. It's just so weird because ultimately it's all the same. But like, if someone gives me a commercial script, I can remember it in like an hour tops. You know, because they're not long, of course. But it's yeah. you know, kind of like the length of a monologue. If I mean, well, you know, some monologues are short, some are long, but. I can remember it easy and I can recite mm-hmm. it easily. But with monologues, oh my gosh, I'm just so in my head and it just doesn't get anywhere with me. Yeah, you gotta get out of your head. That's it. Just get out of your head. Yeah, one day. Oh, as actors, we, we, just, we tend to get in our head a lot. And I, I stay in my head. So I filmed this week and I just was like, we, we after we, we uh, wrap the scene we were talking about it and they were like how, how did you think you did and I was quiet <laughs> I was yeah quiet. and one of the girls said I wish I wish we actually did another take I said thank you thank you for saying that because um I didn't think I did a good job and I was the lead for that scene mm-hmm. and so I was like oh 
I didn't do good. My facial expressions, oh my God, didn't look like I was really talking on the phone. I, like, I was just going over everything that I did. And then I was messing up lines. I'm like, girl, you know these lines. You know these lines. Which yeah. is crazy because in theater, I've never messed up. Mm-hmm. But in TV and film, I get so nervous when the camera is on me. I don't know. It's But Ooh. it's all in my head. I think it's, it's really just me just being in my head. Definitely all in your head. Because like you said, we are our greatest critiques. Mm-hmm. And the thing with, you know, the difference with theater and like film, oh my gosh. You know, for some reason in theater, people tend to not mess up because it's live. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they know, I only got one shot yeah, on stage. Once- I got one shot. I cannot mess this up. But when you're on set, you know, you mess up. Okay, cut. You know, you guys are, yeah, you know, easier. Yeah. So you feel that, uh, that relaxation on set. And so because of that, I think we get in our heads a little bit and we're like, if I mess up, we'll just take it again, you know, but in theater, I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, there aren't really a lot of mess ups on stage in theater. I'm sure they've happened, but yeah, but you can't lot. tell. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't be able to tell. Because Y'all. have you had it? Have you had it? Yes, yes, <laughs> but not for me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell um, you a story too, and I hope this guy don't get mad because I'm definitely. Look, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. So, um, <laughs> Lord, I hope that she don't listen to this and get get upset. But I did a play. Maybe she won't know that I'm, not, I'm talking about her, so I won't be too obvious. Uh, but <laughs> I did a play, and Homegirl did not know any of her lines. None. Zip. Zelch. So, um, granted, she did come in last minute. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all of us had to kind of scramble to get it together because we were thrown through a loop. And so we all had to take on different roles because I was a completely different role. And I get complacent being in the background more mm-hmm. so than the foreground because I, I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. I don't need all of that. So give me a small role. But she kind of threw me. Like she's like, no, you, you got this, you could do it. So um I had to learn. I had to learn all those lines quick. And homegirl, she was opposite of me, and so you had to learn all hers quick. And she learned zero zip. Like we oh, were gosh. on the night of the the show. Lord, it was one scene, and it was four people in the scene, and we were all just looking at each other like, is she? she's serious this is what she's doing right now we have to keep bringing it back because you know as long as you get the idea across you can kind of still steer it in the way it needs to go mm-hmm. i don't know where she was we we were in america and she was somewhere in <laughs> australia asia i don't know where this girl was but we were trying to pull it back until finally i was like do y'all want to go to the movies and i just ended the scene because it was it was no way that we can keep turning it and bringing it back. And y'all but were on stage. Like, we this were is on, live. This is live on stage. Oh goodness! But of course, you know you don't want the audience to know that we're messing up. But we really the whole point of the scene was to focus on us and then focus on them. She yeah. kept making it so we were focusing on neither. <laughs> so it was just. Girl, it was it was horrible, and we still talk about it to the, the other three people in the scene. We we still talk about that oh to this goodness. day. Like y'all remember that? Yes, girl. Oh my god, what was she thinking? So yeah, 
But you know what? A lot of times the people in the audience, they don't even know when we mess up. Now, no. if it's if it's really obvious, like there's like a really long pause with no one speaking, obviously they like, okay, somebody forgot something. But you know, when we when you up there, if you start like improving, which is what you're supposed to do when somebody forgets their lines mm -hmm. or either improv or just say your next line you know like just yes. just just move on don't like dwell in that you know the audience can't tell they think it's a part of that no, right so exactly that's the great thing about theater you cannot do that on set though <laughs> right not not at all i actually got a chance to improv this week which why I, I, I like i love improv oh my god i love improv mm -hmm. so um you know, usually when you get on set, the way the script is written and you, you're you in front of the camera, the director's like, eh, you know what, do this. And so he had us improvise like a whole conversation oh, nice. before. Yeah, and it just was, I, I had to think on top of my head, but it was more, it was natural. And that's what I like too when I meet people in the chemistry yes. is like natural. So everything came off natural. Yes, I'm glad you said that because I said you can't do improv on film. And what I should have said was, you can't like improv like no that. no 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 yeah no no I, I I meant I knew what you meant um I don't want to confuse people but I was just I just want to throw in that uh, I yeah. have something improv <laughs> yeah because you can absolutely improv on film um you just can't improv like Not, if someone forgets yeah. their lines like you know yeah, in, in no, theater yeah like in theater if someone forgets their lines okay just move on but in film that's not possible because there's a script supervisor on set like you have to say your lines or they're gonna cut and make you redo it you i was know? about to say but you know what you don't have to improv because like you said um you can cut and do it up like theater one and done that's mm -hmm. it you get that one one shot mm -hmm. one shot so. yeah Cause I remember, I think, um, I think the scene that you wanted to do for Fresh Prince, I thought they said that that scene was improv a little bit. That like, yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the Fresh Prince of, of Bel Air, a lot of their scenes were were like uh, improv, like they weren't built in, and that happens a lot on shows and stuff and movies. Like they just mm -hmm. kind of like you know improv it through because that is so natural it looks better they're like yeah. hell this looks better than what we wrote oh, like, right exactly. go with that. <laughs> so that's the good thing about it um but in terms of like where to find your monologues um if you have like a specific monologue in your head you know of course you can just research and find that one but if you have no idea just go on google or even i think backstage has yes um, backstage backstage actually has a, a section um i don't know yeah. what it's called don't give me the lion but when you go on backstage it'll be there mm -hmm. like it's somewhere you can search and monologues and they'll have like a whole area just dedicated to your monologues yeah so like google backstage and then you can look in books and stuff as well and you can find the right monologue for you <laughs> they have um, monologue books um there's actually a book i don't know who the author is but there's actually a book called monologue for black actors so, oh nice yeah if you guys google that they have a whole bunch of monologues and it's specified for us and that's too what i try to do i try to do black actor monologue mm -hmm. um Mainly because I am a black <laughs> actor. You're so. a black actor. <laughs> it, just, it just makes sense. And I feel like I'm more comfortable because a lot of time was written for a white actor. Mm -hmm. I won't say that. So it would look uh, like weird coming yeah, from me. It would feel forced. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, 
I guess that brings me to the point of like finding uh, the right monologue for you as well as your audition. So like if you're doing an audition, let's say the audition is, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, the genre is drama. Okay, obviously, if they ask you to submit a monologue, you're going to submit, you would want to submit a dramatic monologue because, you know, depending on whatever role they're looking to cast you as, you want your monologue to kind of be based around that so that they can see you in that character, in that role. So anytime you have, uh, you know, like an audition and they give you the genre of whatever the project is, which most of the time they do, you mm-hmm. want to find a monologue that fits that genre. It just helps you out 10 times better. Right. So like, for example, um, if I'm auditioning for a thriller, now's not the right time to do that juice monologue, you know? So- <laughs> That's, exactly. that's not really showing but let's say if I was auditioning for the role of a thug or something like that then that'd be perfect yeah let's show that I can get mean and nasty and or something so yeah so just make sure you're choosing what's best and usually you have to have like under your belt a couple of monologues mm-hmm. so don't just choose one monologue and be like okay yeah this is my one I'm gonna you no you need to have a couple under your belt so you can pull them out at any time Yes, a couple under your belt and then at least in different, you know, uh, genres. Yes. So, you know, if you can have like a, dr- a dramatic monologue, a comedic monologue, you know, something, you know, just different ones so that you have a good range of where to go to. And this is especially good if you don't have like a real or, you know, uh, previous work. If you don't right, have a collection like of work. I have nothing. Well, well, that's good though because you're like, proficient in monologues <laughs> so it's like you can sell that at any time you know you go into an audition mm-hmm. and you're like you know what do you have well I can perform any monologue right now <laughs> right like, like what, pick 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 your cup of tea which would you like <laughs> yeah and you can do that so it's like you have an advantage when you have and then they stay in your head so mm-hmm. you know you you have an advantage when you have these monologues like just stored in your brain and you can recite them at any time I cannot do that for the life of me I can recite old scripts that I've been a part of I can recite you know old commercial scripts and stuff like that but I do not have a go-to monologue like teach my and so that's something that I realized I may have to change <laughs> because they want to see you yeah. doing monologues. They do. And see, I I actually, so I have all these monologues, but um, I don't have them stored away, so to speak. So like during an audition, well, back in the day, because everything now is like really self-tape so if I go for in-person audition and they say have a monologue already I'll practice about three the night before Mm -hmm. because I can't remember anything I'm gonna be honest um I can remember stuff quickly but once I stop doing it mm -mm, I don't even remember nothing really no mm -mm. certain ones just stay stuck in my head and I don't know it just it just stays there not not every project I've been a part of, I'll be honest, but mm-hmm. for the most part, most of the projects I've been in, they kind of stay stuck. Now, like the last theater project that I did, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about a full on script, like 160 page script. No. Okay. Oh, yeah, that that's a lot. Yeah, I don't remember too much of anything that I've done. So mm-hmm. like. When I make it and they'll come do interview me and they'll ask me, because I just seen um, 
something where somebody asked Kiki um, yes. how to spell um, whatever word she did in the spelling bee. She was like, what, 10? And she spelled that word. She's like, I'll never forget my lines. And I was like, don't ever do that to me because right. I'm going to look like, what What are you talking about? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know the reference, but I'm not going to know the line. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. she, doesn't, she doesn't forget her lines from like 10 years ago. Like, yeah, that <laughs> that is crazy. Won't yeah. be teach though. I'll, once the project is over, I'm going to forget. Right. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But, you know, it just takes a little bit of practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you whenever you go over your monologues, like you just continue to visit them and stuff like that, eventually they do stick, you know. So that's the good thing about it. One of these days, I will <laughs> master the yeah, craft just, of monologues. Just find one that you really like. Because really, all my monologues, I Google them. And mm-hmm. I say, you know what? I want to do from this scene. And I'll just Google the scene. And I'll write down. So most of the time now, you can find like the transcript. But um, Yeah, especially old, older yeah. movies or such. Yeah. But I'll write it. I'll write it down. Like I'll watch the scene and, and actually write it down. Um, and I think that helps too writing it mm-hmm. um, helps because the very first one I did well not the very first one because um, the first one was given to me but when I chose the first one that I chose was defensive monologue um, Viola Davis's version mm-hmm. that she did and um, I, I held on to that one for a long time until I was like uh, I don't really think this one is for me so that's when I you know, branched out and find some, found some other ones yeah I have a monologue that I, I really want to do but I have to tap into that energy so my favorite monologue, like I said, guys, I love Angela Bassett. I was just going to ask you, is it an Angela Bassett one? You know it is. So okay. I really I really want to do the Waiting to Exhale monologue. Do it. Do it. But do I have it. to tap into that energy because, like, I picked this monologue years ago. Like, when I was, you know, leaving this really bad relationship, I felt all of that rage and, and all of that anger mm-hmm. that Angela Bassett felt in that Waiting to Exhale monologue. I think we all have at some point. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so like back then, I felt like it was possible for me to like nail that monologue. But right now, you know, right now, I'm on my peaceful journey right now. I don't really know if I can tap pull from <laughs> Pull from that. Pull from that. Um, think about that time, because honestly, uh, people always ask me like, "How do you how do you get yourself to cry?" So, um, God forbid, this has never happened. But mm-hmm. I always think of one of my brothers dying. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I just I pull from that, um, and it's very hard to like if I'm in a good mood then it's, it's, it's really hard so I kind of have to prepare myself I have to kind of mellow out and not be happy for a little bit if I know I'm, I'm fitting to cry especially if I gotta cry multiple times so mm-hmm. I'm like nah you know today's not the day for me to laugh y'all yeah kind of things to do exactly so, you gotta you gotta tap yeah. in all day it's a yeah, commitment so, all day so think about that what that space that you were in and i'm sure you can get there i know you can do it because you're a wonderful actress girl so i oh, know you. you can do it i'm gonna give it a try and when i do decide to try it i will post it on the aba podcast yeah page and you know because I'll make a commitment to try it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll post, mm, I was going to say, I'll post my Fresh Prince monologue. Yes, please do. Oh, yes. Okay, so now I do. Well, I, I keep opening my mouth. Like, 
we got the juice monologue now we need that fresh prince monologue <laughs> if you if you guys go to my instagram um i have two instagrams my acting instagram is um at tk dramatics and my personal in- instagram is um it's dot teach if you go to either one of those you can just see all the monologues look i don't even have to, yes. <laughs> have yeah, to do anything. She's got, that's right she's got monologues on there skits on there all kinds of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right guys well that brings us to the end of our episode um as you guys know we always end uh the episode with a weekly quote from an african-american actor and this quote is from Mr. Sidney Poitier, rest in peace. Uh, this says, acting isn't a game of pretend. It's an exercise in being real. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all that is, y'all. So just pull from that and you'll be good. Absolutely. And obviously I need to take my own advice or teacher's advice. <laughs> When it comes to doing these monologues. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, so on this topic, guys, we'll just learn together, okay? Yes. And you know what? We tend to give advice that we never take. Right. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I need to do that, too. So I got to get better at the monologues as well. Because I'm not as good as Tequila is making me seem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end. Thank you so much. And we will see you next Sunday for uh, episode nine. Episode nine is audition tips. Yes. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.